Okay. First ever video recording. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Christy. Hello. Chris is in the sales slinging zone, so is not joining us today. Literally busy moving truckloads, uh, which is very exciting. Um, good to see you guys. Different flow when I can see you guys. Um, all right. Always an evolving list of topics. All right. Topic number one that jumps out to me. Is it ever okay, and I'll follow up with an example, is it ever okay to call out a buyer slash and or hold them responsible when they are being delinquent, completely unprofessional, completely flaky? Like, obviously, we always, like, play the game. Like, someone shows up 15 minutes late. Oh, no worries. I was just, hang like, I was just hanging out. Like, and, and for me, it's just, like, you've sent them samples, you had a meeting, and there's just something that was completely unprofessional, flaky, delinquent. Is there ever time to to call them out? And if so, how do you do it? Christy. <laughs> um, I don't know that I would ever call a buyer out. I certainly never have. Uh, I would probably do it gently in like a reminder format of like, these are the items we previously discussed. We're still waiting on you for these three and like bullet pointed out. That's very clear. And I'm certainly not above putting some items in bold in an email, <laughs> but to like actually really call them out, I probably never would. Well, and not even like an aggressive, like what you did was wrong. You owe me an apology more like in a passive, like, come on, dude, or do that. Like, yeah. I mean, I told, actually share with Brooke yesterday, I had um, uh, a buyer who I, who I deeply like, but she disappears for very long stretches. And I sent her samples a long time ago. And whenever I, uh, whenever she asked me for favors, I'm on it in uh, just a quick minute. And I'm just, and so my subject line was, should I give up question mark? And that was it. Cause I'm just like, you know, so that's like my my passive, like, come on. Like, yeah. You know, I I don't think I personally would. I try and preserve the relationship as much as I can and don't want to set anyone off with anything I say or come off in a rude way. Um, I just I don't think it's worth it. I think to Christy's point, kind of highlighting stuff or, or saying it in a nicer way um rather than calling them out i mean they deal with they deal with people like us all the time so it's like how do you stand out from the rest instead of you know yeah, come no, off aggressive no i I've, i agree that 99 percent of the time 99.99 percent of the time is taking the high road and even when it's that 0.01 it's like if someone's comfortable the most like passive just like <laughs> come on perfect. and i i don't think i've i've never recovered from um a time when a buyer like kind of came down really hard on me, even though they were in the wrong. And ever since then, I mean, she it was someone who wasn't responding, who wasn't handling their end of like a promotional deal. So it was kind of, they were holding it up and we were outside of the timeline now. And despite her not responding for weeks at a time, she came down really hard on me and was like, don't you know how much we have going on? Yeah. And don't email me again type of thing. And ever since yeah. then, I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave that retailer nameless, but yeah, 
Yeah, I it, it, it's um it's just the way it is, but it, it's frustrating that like if I'm like thirty seconds late to a, a, a meeting with a buyer, I'm like beyond mortified. And if mm -hmm. a buyer like no shows for like three meetings, you just like have to do like the fake like oh like no worries, I was just on my laptop anyway like no worries like when could when we good next time you just like have to become like this fake human when you just want to be like come on have some decency yep i mean it's true but that's the name of the game we kind of signed ourselves up for this so yes. you know we have standards for ourselves that we want to we want to stick to and you can't really expect these buyers to stand up to the same standards so yes it is true. Especially since the buyers are in such a position of power. And I think a lot of them, they mm -hmm. totally know that they're, they're sitting in the seat of power and they are able to one, make you feel a little guilty because we all know how many of like the brokers and retailers and vendors and everyone are pestering them all the time. So they can kind of sit there and be like, you're one of many mm -hmm. and I'll make you wait. Or I've certainly been guilty when people are selling me something of kind of being like, they're trying to sell me a product like they need to dazzle and wow me. I can be kind of do what I want because they're coming after me. And I think a lot of buyers have a little bit of that attitude, whether that's correct or not. Yeah, totally. I totally hear you. Um, any, any other any other final thoughts now as Justin chimes in? <laughs> um, all right. Next next question is what are, what are your thoughts on I've never and when people do I get I get weirded out what are your thoughts on CCing yourself when people CC themselves I'm just like what I just don't get it I'm like are you more organized than me are you like are you not trustworthy that it's gonna I, when people CC themselves I get I get very weirded out so I, I personally don't do it, but it personally doesn't bother me either. Um, I don't know the reason behind it. I think it is an organizational thing, but um, how could it be like, it allows them to put it somewhere, right? If you're sent emails until someone replies, you cannot organize like into a folder format. But if you if it shows up in your inbox, then you can. And I think some people use it for that. But you could also blind copy yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, I get very weirded out. I'm, or I guess you shouldn't say I get very confused out of every hundred people. I mean, there's like one. Would you I say? would say one. I mean, I don't see it often enough but, to to really realize it. But I don't we've know. all interacted with those people, and as soon as I see them CC themselves, <laughs> I get very weirded out. I'm like, what? What is your angle? <laughs> what is your angle? Um, thoughts on uh, Brooke? What are your thoughts on the virtual background? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love them. I think it's awesome. Um, I can't see your croissant today. Brooke, if, if, if you didn't have such a pretty background right now, you would need a virtual one. Matt, stop calling me out. This is my real office. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't see a problem in it. I think it's people's personal decision. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of switching between two different offices, so I just I do it to kind of keep the same background and. I don't know. It's prettier. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, until Brooke, I was kind of against them, but Brooke's background was very lovely. So (laughs) um, I think especially like in the last two years, right? So maybe I still think because people are working from home and, you know, a lot of people live in apartments and the closed door room they have is a bedroom. And I do think, you know, virtual background versus seeing someone's bed is uh, much more. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I, they, like Brooke's, usually look pretty good you see a lot of people use them and they're very like glitchy and it's just distracting and i'm not a not usually a big fan of like the beach or something that's just like mm-hmm. thirdly out there <laughs> yeah. i agree with that go with the virtual backgrounds the one that brooke has yes exactly yes amazing i want to hang out in that room uh <laughs> no i i think i think no problem with the virtual background I, actually someone texted me i guess asked about the virtual background so i did um yeah i think it's weird sometimes yeah when it's glitchy and then like face disappears and stuff and uh yeah brooke uh, does a good job though like your your face never disappears i think i move around a lot so they would probably not work well for me because i have trouble yeah. sitting still already so you ha- i mean you do have to sit kind of still to use them and i'm definitely like i <laughs> want to move all the time <laughs> i have to say it took matt about 10 virtual calls with me to even realize I had a virtual background. So they work. First got a sweet kitchen. Got a sweet kitchen. I was actually on a standing call this week and uh, one of the ladies was like, oh my God, I love your office. And I was like, thank you, it's virtual, but. Own it. It's very serious, it looks so real. So yeah, I honestly might own it from now on. So Matt, stop telling everyone my secret. Thank you very much, I chose it myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, All right, one more. Mm, All right, so this one's brought up respectfully because I did have uh, a call today that was, that was sent for uh, an hour and we needed the whole hour. Um, usually um, when someone sends me an invite for an hour, I mean, if it's like, if it's a buyer, then it's like, oh my God, why do they want all this time with me? It's exciting. But um, yeah, I, I perhaps some pretty strong thoughts on this. What are your, what are your thoughts on someone? Is there ever a reason to send more than a 30 minute invite? Okay, I'll jump in and answer. <laughs> no, you can't answer because you're gonna leave the witnesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christy, what do you got? I think there there are, because I, I do think there are certain things that cannot be covered in 30 minutes. It Honestly, it irritates me more to have a meeting go over the time set for it than it is to have the proper amount of time set and to end early. And I think a lot of people end up trying to squeeze something in the 30 minutes that cannot be done that way. And then you're sort of keeping people over their time and it's this awkward thing of, do you have time to stay longer? We clearly have more to talk about. Or if we just scheduled an hour and it took us 45 minutes, everyone is happy that it ended 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. That being said. Uh, those are very fair points, yes. I think you have to assess as the person setting up the meeting, how long do you think it's gonna take and mm-hmm. and appropriately choose your meeting time. There's Probably not in much need for longer than 45 minutes. 30. <laughs> Matt hates that answer. No, no, <laughs> no but I, I, I do agree. Um, and, and to Christy's point, it is better to you know end 15 minutes early than to, to see that 
um, time's up slot. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's personal preference and um, just whatever is needed to be covered. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't really have a answer to it because it doesn't affect me on the day to day as much. Yeah, I, I feel like it does you, Matt. Is you, you do have a lot of those like yeah, brand calls and need to yeah. fit a lot of stuff in. I guess just like living as we all do to a degree, like live off our calendar and there's so many, only so many chunks. So it's like, uh, I just, if I'm sending out an invite, it is a 30 minute invite. Uh, 99% of the time. Uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, 99% of the time. But I guess I'm, I'm like, if it's going to go over, it's going to go over, but it's rare. But I hear what you're saying, Christy. Yeah. And if someone sends me an hour, I, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, yeah. I'm like, eh. Especially would, if, yeah. if I'm like sending an hour invite, I usually like include in my note, you know, I think this will take us roughly 45 minutes, but I put an hour so that everybody's calendars have the space or something along those lines to kind of in, kind of push us towards a shorter amount of time, but show that we're holding space. I, but I also typically tend like to block, like I like all my meetings together. So, you know, you need to hold space between them. So it's, it can be tricky, right? You can't really do two 30 minutes in an hour. That's tough. You have to have a buffer between them. So I mean, usually to like get on the next one at the right yeah. time and to properly prepare. So, that's where it gets tricky. It's also think how you schedule your day. Yeah. And that's also from last time we chatted, that's my problem with Calendly. And maybe is that there's not, I wish you could be like, anytime someone looks at my calendar, there's a five minute buffer. Cause yeah, you couldn't, someone could schedule, you could finish a two 30 minute calls and then Calendly sees an open spot. So it, you, someone can book the 30 minutes with no buffer, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, actually conversation for another day i'll put it in there about calls versus emails when when it really just like just you know a call has its place and has its efficiency but there's there's different energy that's given to a call and like even an even a five ten minute call isn't so innocent uh, uh it sometimes can be way more efficient and better but sometimes it's just like an email is just like is just I know you guys are calling me out and overusing the word flow, but it can be <laughs> it can be better for the for the flow and for protecting your energy. Um, it's a very interesting thing to you know not to put our ourselves or our energy on a hierarchy, but I I, I think it's uh, I think it's a very interesting thing once you start to really just just value your time and. Mm -hmm. uh energy so much and you're just so protective of it. it it's such a game changer um it's such a game changer so That's for sure anyhow all right well i am gonna stop recording